Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Good morning. Thank you. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you, my God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. I worship Good morning. I worship you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, act in the darkness, my God. That is who you are. My God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Waymaker, miracle worker. That is who you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are here, touching every heart. I worship you. I worship you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Good morning. Welcome, welcome. I worship you. I worship you. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Hey, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Mm, glory to God. Thank you, Father. Hey, Candice, my God. Mm. Miracle worker. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you. That is who you are. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, Lord. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you. 
is the answer to it all. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your consistency. Thank you for your faithfulness. My God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. My God, we appreciate you, God. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. Good morning, Ramonda. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for being here. Meeting every need, Lord, we thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Waymaker, spiritual, spiritual, like spiritual. Miracle worker, spiritual, providing, giving us everything we absolutely need. Um, meeting every need um, in every way with us. <laughs> God is always with us and you can count on that. You can count on that. You can count on God to be with you in your sleep. You can, you can count on him to heal your broken heart. You can count on God for every promise. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. I was young and now I'm old and I've never seen it. I've never seen God not complete a thing. And so you got to be confident in he's going to do that. He can repair, he can mend your broken heart. He can do absolutely everything that he said because he is God and he is a God that does not lie. And every promise of God is yes and amen. Can you say that to yourself? Every promise, can you type that? Can you just say every promise of God is yes and amen? My God, every promise of God is yes and amen. Right. All promises of God are yes and amen. Second Corinthians one and 20. That's what it tells us. We'll back it up to the 19th verse. It says for the son of God, Jesus Christ, who was proclaimed among you by me and Sylvanus and Timothy was not yes and no. Man, that's that that within itself just did something for me. He was not yes and no, but in him it has always been yes for all the promises of God are yes in Christ. And so through him, our amen is spoken to the glory of God, to the glory of God, right? And so if every, um, if every promise of God is yes and amen, every promise of God is yes and amen, then guess what you need to know? You need to know what are the promises of God? Like what are, his word is so filled with promise, right? They're so, and they're deliverable. They're not things that he can't deliver, right? They're deliverable. So you got to begin to ask yourself, Lord, what are the, what are the promises? What are the, what are the, what have you promised me? What have you said to me? What are the promises that I can back up in your word, right? Can I just give you just a few of them, right? He promised you a long life right? He promised you a long life. God promised you a long life. He said, I'm going to, I promise you a long life, right? That's a promise. 
That's a promise of God. That's in Ephesians 6 and 1, 3, right? He, he promised you that you're great and precious, right? He promised you there's a life to come. That's 1 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. He promised that you're an heir to his throne. That's Galatians 3 and 9. There's an, inher an, an eternal inheritance. You can see that in Hebrew, right? That's one of his promises. You got to know what God's promises are and you got to stand in those, right? Even in uncertain times, he's not going to ever leave you or forsake you. That's Deuteronomy 31 and 6. God will strengthen you and uphold you. That's Isaiah 64, 41 and 10. He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. That's Psalms 91 and 3. The Lord goes before you and is your rear guard. That's Isaiah 52 and 12. He will fight on your behalf. That's Exodus 14 and 14. His love will never fail you. That's Isaiah 54 and 10. God will give you wisdom when you ask. My God, come on now. Come on now. That's James 1 and 5. His plans are to prosper you. Jeremiah 29 and 11. God will meet all of your needs according to his riches and glory. That's Philippians 4 and 19. He's going to deliver you from all your troubles. That's Psalms 34 and 17. He works all things for your good. That's Romans 8 and 28. God is your refuge and your strong tower. In times of trouble, that's, that's Psalms and 9. He'll give you guidance and directions. That's Psalms 3, 5, and 6. He will bless you and give you the crown of life. That's James 1 and 12. See, so when you say that the promises of God are yes and amen, you got to know the promises. You got to know what to stand in. You got to know when the enemy comes in like a flood, this word has to take resident and you have to trust in this and you have to rest in this. So if, if the promises of God are not yes and no, but the promises of God are yes and amen. You got to know what your yes and amen are. You got to, you got to take rest. His, he promised us beauty for ashes. That's Isaiah 61 and three. He promised us grace and mercy and peace will be with us. That's second John 13. He said, the Lord will make his face shine upon us and be gracious to us. That's number six and 25. He said, he'll give you rest. That's Matthew eleven twenty eight. So if you're not sleeping, you need to be like, wait a minute, God, God said, wait, 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 wait. If I'm not sleeping, no, I'm not taking this because you know what? God said, he's going to give me sweet rest. He promised me victory in Christ, right? That's Romans 8 and 37. He promised us salvation through Jesus Christ as Romans 10 and 9. He promised us that he'll come on Holy Spirit. He promised us that he'll keep his promises. That's Joshua 21 and 4 and 5, 45. The Holy Spirit is here to help us. He did not leave us without a helper, right? That's Luke 24, 49. There is joy in his presence. So if I'm not experiencing joy, I need to make sure I get in his presence. That's Psalm 16 and 11. He promised us an eternal life life. That's Romans 6 and 23. He said, he didn't promise you, you just sleep. Guess what he said? He said, baby, your sleep, sleep, sleep going to be sweet, right? That's Proverbs 3 and 24. He promised you your womb will be blessed. That's Deuteronomy 7 and 14. He said he'll keep you from every disease. That's Deuteronomy 7 and 15. He said healing, abundant peace, and security. Jeremiah 33 and 6. You got to know if God made you a promise, if the promises of God are yes and amen, you got to know what he promised you. 
And you got to stand in that and nothing less. Like you got to wake up with the thing in mind that if God's promises are yes and amen, I'm not, I'm not living in anything less than God's very best for me. He told me that I would prosper as my soul prospers right? As my soul prospers, as I lean out into my own understanding and as I position myself in him, he told me that as my soul begins to prosper, I'm going to prosper. He told me, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven. Seek heaven first, Lakeisha, and I'm going to add everything else unto you. I don't have to add things unto myself. And so if he told me that the promises are yes and amen, he promised me sweet sleep. If he promised me that he was going to deal with my enemies, if he told me no weapon formed against me shall prosper, there are so many, there's like a hundred, there's like hundreds of promises in the Bible. So you got to know what your yes are. And you got to know what your amen are because the second part of that verse, second Corinthians first and 21, right? He says, and he said, now it is God who establishes both us and you in Christ. He anointed us. He placed a seal on us and put his spirit in our hearts as a pledge of what's to come. He deposited his spirit in your heart as a pledge. When the Holy, that's why you need the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is in your heart, that's a pledge of what's to come. He didn't just say when Jesus was like, I'm not, I'm not leaving you by yourself. When God said, come on, Holy Spirit, when he said, I will never leave you or forsake you, he placed the Holy Spirit. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. He placed the Holy Spirit in your heart. And when he placed the Holy Spirit in your heart, he gave you a comforter. He gave you a teacher. He gave you an advocator. He gave you someone who could strengthen you. You are not. So when the enemy is playing mind tricks and trying to tell you you're alone, you got to rest in the fact I'm not alone. Why? Because he placed the Holy Spirit inside my heart. That was his, that was like, that was the exchange. That was the dowry. My God, he placed his seal on us and has put his spirit in our hearts as a pledge of what is to come, right? He put the Holy Spirit. So you're not alone. You're not by yourself. The Holy Spirit is within you, right? He said, in the last days, I'll pour my spirit out on all flesh, right? Young men are going to begin to dream dreams. We're going to begin to prophesy. This is the season and time we're in, and we need to discern it. Can we just bless the name of the Lord? Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. Father, we raise, praise you. Father, we magnify you. Father, we glorify you, Father God. We just thank you, Lord God, that the promises of God are yes and amen. We thank you for strength. We thank you for grace. We thank you for peace. We thank you for mercy. We thank you for love. Father God, we thank you for your glory rest here. And we drive out every spirit of darkness in the name of Jesus. My God, in the name of Jesus, every spirit of darkness, any kind of darkness trying to encroach on our territory, encroach on our mind, encroach on this devotional, go now in the name of Jesus. You cannot rest here. You cannot be here. We will not partner with you. You will not reside here in the name of Jesus. All manner of darkness, all manner of sickness, all manner of disease. We drive out every force of darkness, everything that's been trying to entangle us and yoke us with darkness. We drive it out right now in Jesus name. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. We are heirs to the promise. And in that we get to walk in our spiritual authority. And I thank you for that, Lord God. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha.
My God, I thank you. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There was a release in that. You got to sometimes take to take authority over principalities. That's why you got to begin to learn to discern God in your spirit, because it might be some stuff going on around you that you haven't even recognized. And then all of a sudden you feel a heaviness or you feel an oppression or you feel something like something's coming at you. And then you just kind of live in that because you think that's norm. No, baby, you got to have some sensitivity to the spirit so that, you know, when some kind of force or something has entered your atmosphere, when something that has inter entered your atmosphere, when something is in your house, when something is in your car, when I don't care if the something is someone, when something is in your job, when something don't look right, doing something don't add up when something you got to trust the spirit in you to take authority in the blood of Jesus because you walk in that authority. You don't let nothing linger around you. You don't sit around and let nothing linger. You don't just be like, well, I feel a certain way. No, I'm not supposed to feel a certain way because the joy of the Lord is my strength. So let me take authority over whatever this is that's entered my atmosphere, or whatever it is that's on this devotion or whatever this is that is not like you, Lord. Right. Because you are true. You are lovely. You are good. You are of good report. Let me be able to discern when something around me is connected to me and it don't line up with your words. That's what that discernment discernment is not really discernment is for that's what most people don't understand. Like discernment is for, um, for you to detect, like for you to detect what's in your environment. That's what discernment is for. We be trying to discern people all the time. And sometimes people are wrong, but discernment was for you to discern spirits. Discernment is for you to discern things around you that do not line up with the word of God. That's what your discernment, your discernment should be saying alert, 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 alert. There's a principality in the air or there's something trying to attach itself to you or there's something in your house or your kids ain't acting up. They've attacked. Come on, Holy Spirit. They've attached their spirit to something. They've opened the door to something. They're looking at something. They're watching. I got a, my radar. Do, 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 do. What, what are y'all doing? What have y'all been watching? What have y'all, what have y'all opened the door to? That's what discernment is for. And that comes with hearing God, spending time with God, right? Yeah, that's good to Shannon. Pray that Lord increase my discernment, increase my de detectability, increase the Holy Spirit. So I'm, I'm able to discern what is good, pleasing and acceptable to you. Cause sometimes we live in things that are not good, pleasing and acceptable to God. And we keep those. If something is strange in your finances, Lord, let me discern what's going on in my finances, right? Have I come in partnership with something I don't have anybody, any, any business coming in partnership with? You gotta, you gotta know, you gotta know, you gotta know, you gotta understand. My God, I thank you. Thank you for wisdom. Thank you for knowledge. Thank you for this devotional Lord God. Increase our capacity to discern, Father God, you more. Increase our capacity, increase our discernment, Lord God. Do not let us be wise in our own eyes. Let us shun the very presence of evil, Lord God. Let us take our rest and our truth in you. In Jesus' name, amen. So we have been in this seat, we're in this season, um, and I'm, I'm grateful you prayed that, DeShannon. You got to ask the Lord to increase your discernment for because sometimes we'd be suspicious and it ain't discernment, right? Like because of our past hurt and trauma, we suspicious of folks, right? And I, but you want discernment. You want to be able to discern when you walk in the room, like principalities. I don't know. You're not going to settle for that. 
And sometimes we don't take that part of the word. We don't take our authority in Jesus Christ. When he said, I'm going to give you the authority to trample on serpents, cast out demons. We just kind of let stuff hang out around us. We'll sit around and be oppressed all day long. And the Holy Spirit is trying to say, that ain't for me. I ain't give you no spirit of oppression. I ain't give you no spirit of depression. That thing that's trying to consume you and overwhelm you, that is not for me. That's something that's trying to come against your promise. That's something that's trying to come against your purpose. That's something that's trying to come against your life. That's something that's trying to throw you off, right? You ought to feel good. And if you're in a constant state of warfare and not feeling good, you got to stand back and ask the Lord, what is this you're showing me? What is this I'm supposed to be connected to? Give me the wisdom for this, right? Make me so sensitive to the things around me that do not line up with your word. Let me be sensitive to what's what's on te- what's on television. Sometimes I've been watching stuff. I've been watching stuff on TV. That's why I don't know how, like, I'm just being honest. Sometimes well, how people can watch certain things and be okay with it, right? Except for the fact that they're not awakened in that area, right? Because if I'm watching something that does not glorify God, then can I just be real with you? Then it should not be entertainment for me. It should not be entertainment for me because that just got in my eye gate and that just got in my ear gate. And for some reason, the enemy has set us up to think those things that don't matter. Those things very much well matter what goes into your spirit because you're going to begin to entertain that whether you think so or not. And you got to understand spiritual warfare and you got to understand the, the principalities and the, all of that. They're looking for a gate. They are looking for one door. They are looking for an inch. The enemy only comes in he can, in the, when the standard is established. And so ask the Lord, make me more mindful of what I'm watching and what I'm listening to. And am I what, what I watching and listening to? Because the path, the path is wide, right? And he's narrow, right? And I've been sitting here before watching something. I'm like, oh, this looks good, right? And I start watching. Then all of a sudden, a heavy, dark presence enters the room. What, wait, is, what is this? What is this here? And the Lord is like, turn that mess off your TV. Because sometimes there's spirits associated with people's lives and you don't even know it. There's sometimes stuff people do in the dark and you don't even know it. And everything, every person that says, Lord, Lord. And so the scripture tells us you need to test the spirit by a spirit. Right. You need to understand you need to you need to have a spirit of discernment. You need to be able to discern what's from God and what's not from God. And that comes from wisdom and that comes from time. And that comes from you putting your putting yourself before God and not trusting yourself with your heart, but trusting God with your heart and not trusting your life and putting your life in your own hands. Can I tell y'all this this morning? And then we're going to get into where I used to think I was so wise in so many ways, right? I used to think I had revelation. I'm just being honest with you. It was not really until I really submitted myself to Christ and I'm in my word and I'm in church, I'm serving, that he began to reveal things to me spiritually that were not in align with him. But it was so culturally embedded, I received it as a truth. I need to get, I need to say this. This is, this is for some, this is for somebody, right? Well, you actually test the spirit by the spirit, S-P-I-R-I-T, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of God, Um, a person, if they're evidence, the fruit of the spirit, like the spirit, you got to, the A spirit, you try test by a spirit, right? You got to know 
You got to know what's going on. You got to know. You got to be able to discern. First John 4 and 1 says, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For, for many false prophets have gone into the world. By this, you will know the spirit of God. Every spirit that, that confesses that Jesus Christ has come from the flesh, right? It flesh from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming and which is already world. So you got to be able to discern those things. So we got a couple of strategies, but I need to, um, I need to encourage somebody today, right? I need to encourage somebody. I need to encourage you. And this is what I need to give you. You are not delayed. Like I was laying on my back when I was praying this morning for us, you are not delayed and you need to know you're not delayed. You're really in a hot spot, right? You're really in a hot spot. You are not, you are not delayed. And I want you to understand God's timing. It does not look like our timing. And the reason that you got to get this and you got to understand this is because man always makes us think we're crunched for time, right? We're crunched for time. And so the Lord sent me this morning to tell someone you're not delayed. You're not, you're not delayed. You're not, you definitely not denied because we already know all the promises are yes and amen, but you're not delayed. And I'm getting ready to give you the scripture, right? Because I asked him for scripture for this. And he said, beloved, do not let one thing escape your notice with the Lord. A day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promises as some understand slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish. Come on, Holy Spirit, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come in like a thief right now. Take that, take that piece and then go over to Philippians one and six, right? Take that piece right there. Go over to Philippians one and six and let's secure ourselves in the fact being confident of this who began a good work and you will tarry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. Right? So I need you to couple this. God is, God is, God is not, don't let not, not one thing escape your notice, right? God is not slow about his promise. Jesus Christ is going to return. You're not going to suffer always. God is not slow about any promise in you. You're not delayed. You're not behind, right? God is patient. He doesn't want anyone to perish. God wants you to come into the fullness of who you are. And so the enemy will make you think you're rushed. The enemy will make you think you've got to complete all of this today. God is very patient. God is when it's a, well, God, why hasn't God returned yet? Because he doesn't want anybody. He doesn't want anybody to not be saved. Right. And so if I can take that account to Christ's return, then I need to take that account for my own life. God isn't being slow about his promises for Jesus return. And God is not being slow for his promise for your life. God is not slow in his promises. Everything will happen in a matter of time. So go back over to Isaiah 40, 28 and 31 and remind yourself, they that wait upon the Lord, just keep saying it to yourself. Isaiah, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount upon wings like eagles. That's the, I started the 28 first because God always reminds me how gangster is. He says, do you not know? Have you not heard who I am? Right? That's what he says in the 20. He says, but 28, 29, 30, somewhere in there. He says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. So in my prepping time, in my building time, right? God is doing an inner work in me. 
I, I, I need you to get this if nothing else. You have to understand when your mind is set on the things of God, right? When you are set on um, heavenly things, when you are set on completing kingdom, there is a place and a space in which God has to prep you and prepare you so that you're able to handle what God is about to bring to you. Most of us do not understand that same thing. Like if you're in a prepping place and waiting on marriage, right? And you really want a kingdom marriage and you don't want to create an Ishmael. My God, I thank you, Father God. What you need to know that is in your prepping and preparing place. God is so, because God knows your heart. God's going to know. God knows exactly how you will respond and exactly how you're going to act. Somebody say, God knows me. Right. God knows me like God knows me. Somebody say that God knows me. He knows how you're going to respond. He knows how you're going to act. He knows if you can handle the riches. He knows if you can handle the fame. He knows that if you can handle the husband, he knows that if you can handle the children, God knows absolutely all of that. And so the promise, right? Your purpose, right? The plan, right? All of that is on God. It's not on you. Your only job is to obey and to trust God. God knows if you're ready. God knows if you're prepared. God knows. God knows. And he, he can I tell you something? There will be a prep and a prompt in your spirit for you to leap. There will be a prep and a prompt in your spirit for you to leap. There'll be a prep and a prompt in your spirit for you to move. So I just had to give that to somebody this morning. You're not delayed. God's timing does not look like our timing. The word tells us this. He's not slow. A thousand years and a thousand years are like a day. And so I got to set myself in the fact that God knows me, my God, and trust God with the inner work that he's doing in me and know that he's going to finish and he's going to complete me and rest and trust my heart in that because only the enemy wants you to be anxious only the enemy that is why there is such a difficulty and come on holy spirit there's a difficulty in hearing god because we become so anxious in the things of god right so anybody that's been on this journey with us knows that we're in this series of learning how to hear god oh have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way, have your way, have your way. Keep us in truth. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Right? Until we are able to effectively communicate with God, which communication is not just talking, right? Until we are able to effectively communicate with God, there's going to be a whole lot of confusion. And I told you yesterday, we communicate with God in our heart, right? We communicate with God. So until we effectively learn how to communicate with him, there's going to be some confusion, right? Nothing in life compares to the divine wisdom of God. Can you say that? Can you repeat that? You need to understand that no earthly wisdom, nothing in life, not no thing, nothing, nothing in life, nothing in life compares to the divine wisdom of God. There's nothing, there's no, no education, no anything compares to the divine wisdom of God. And so the way that I get the divine wisdom of God is from hearing 
seeing and living by the spirit. You know, our springboard scripture on here. These are things that are not, cannot be discerned by the natural man, right? Nothing, nothing can be discerned by the natural man. Second, first Corinthians two and 13. And this is what we speak, not in words taught to us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit, expressing spiritual truths in spiritual words. The natural man does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God for they are foolish to him and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. So God does not talk to my mind. God does not. So if you're still trying to wrap, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. You're not going to be able to ever wrap your head around the supernatural wisdom of God. If you're trying to get it in your head. It doesn't get in your head. It gets down in your heart, right? Because out of our heart flows the issues of life. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? Whatever I believe is going to be coming in evidence in my mouth. So I have to know that nothing in life compares to the divine wisdom of God. I got to make that note. I got to mentally note myself, right? So if I'm seeking wisdom for men, <laughs> I got to be careful with that. Especially if I don't know how they walk with God and you got to go back to the factor because this is what God keeps reminding me. Wide is the path narrow. Wide is the gate narrow. Narrow is the gate to God and even few righteous. And so sometimes we'll be on a wide path or there'll be people that are on the wide path and we trust them because of popularity. I'm trying to be careful with this because I don't like to put my mouth on people or we trust them because uh, it looks good or it looks successful right? But that is not, you got to know that the divine wisdom of God yields the fruit of the Holy spirit. It's going to yield fruit. When a person is walking in the divine wisdom of God, it's going to yield fruit. It's going to be evidence of fruit. That's why you need discernment because their path is wide and there's righteous folks on the right path. It's people. He said in his word, he said, everybody that says, Lord, Lord will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And sometimes we judge things by our natural man. Can you say this? Say, I will not judge things by my natural eye. You got to believe in it. I'm not going to judge you. Matthew 7 and 20, 20. Many will say to me on this day, Lord, Lord, we did not. Did we not prophesy in your name? And did and you not your name? Drive out demons and perform many miracles. Right? That's what he said. He said, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But only the one who does the will of his father in heaven. And they can. Did we not prophesy? No, I never knew them. Depart from me. You, you got to understand, you got to understand it. So we don't gauge, we don't gauge our wisdom from man. We gauge our wisdom from God and you're only going to be able to discern this by the spirit, right? So nothing in life compares Isaiah 48 and 17. He said he would teach us how to profit, prosper. <laughs> Ooh, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to hold myself. He said he would teach us how to prosper or profit and show us the way we should go. So if I don't know the way that I should go, I need to spend more time waiting on the Lord. <sighs> he says that that's what he promises. He said, I'm going to teach you how to prosper or and profit and show you the way that I should go. That's another promise, right? I'm going to teach you how to prosper profit 
and show you the way that I should go. You should go. So if I don't know the way that I should go, then I just need to spend more time waiting on God so that he can give me the wisdom, right? There is a way that seems, there is a way that seems right to man, right? There's a way to, that seems right. It seems right to us. It seems like it's God. It seems, it seems like we, we on this path, Proverbs 14 and 12 talks about the wise woman. It says the house of the wicked will be destroyed, but the tent of the upright will flourish. There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end is the way of death, right? My God. So if there's a way that seems right, if I'm not tapped into the divine wisdom of God, I might be in the way that seems right to me, but has nothing to do with God. Seem good. See, that's why I always say, watch quantity, watch quantity, because sometimes numbers will trick you, right? Um, watch my numbers. Numbers will trick you. You'll swell, especially when like business. I watch business when your business swells too quickly. Like we don't want to swell. Swelling has to go down, right? Swelling has to go. You want to slow build. You want to grit. You want to. God just has a, a certain way that he does stuff. So anytime I see something swelling quickly, I always say, let me close. Let me, let me, let me discern what's happening right here because you want to have something that is built and stable for a really long time. So there's a way that seems right to man, but in the end, the way is death, right? Only a fool being real will only hear and not obey God. So, um, so I told you yesterday, the secret of kingdom is sowing and reaping. And when we are in a season where we're trying to discern the voice of God and where we're trying to really hear God and when we're trying to really know that this is God, like, God, is this what you're calling me to do? Or God, is this what you're saying to me? Or God, is this the person that I'm supposed to marry? Whatever it is in a season and really, I'm really trying to hear God. The key to hearing God is sowing and reaping. And so what we're doing is sowing the word of God. Romans 12 and 2 tells us to be renewed by our mind. Come on, Angela. Swelling can be a sign of infection. Don't give me, don't that just anyway. So we want to renew our mind in the word, right? If God only hears us, then it's not an effective prayer, right? If God, if God, if we're only talking to God, right? Cause we're learning how to hear God. We're learning the ways we hear God, right? We know that God communicates us through us through spirit. We know that God communicates through us through heart. So the secret to living kingdom is through sowing and reaping the word of God, right? In Timothy, he tells us to become doers of the word. If I'm sowing the word of God in my heart, I have to reap the word of God, which means I'm going to be in a better position to discern the things of God, right? You need to recognize and real this. People of the world hear, but they do not listen. People, can we just chew on this? People of the world hear, but they do not listen. Ears are not tuned into the view, um, the, the voice of the spirit, right? Because we don't want to back the truth up in word. My God. So it's not that you may not be hearing. It's may, it may be that you're not, you're not really listening. There's a difference between really hearing and listening, really coding the message, really seeing what God is 
right? And then if, if there is no Holy Spirit, then there is no power. So the comprehension of the promise of God, the comprehension of the prophecy, the comprehension of, of who God is and what God is saying can only be discerned through the word of God. That's why one of the things that we have to make sure we do, what we do is we got to make sure our hearts are fertile enough to receive the word of God. God teaches us through the Holy Spirit. That's how God teaches us. He teaches us through the Holy Spirit. He doesn't teach us through through anything else but the Holy Spirit. That's why the first scripture that I gave you today talks about us being filled with the Holy Spirit. So how does God teach me? He's going to teach me through the Holy Spirit. That way, that means I have to have an ear of the Spirit. So I'm no longer listening with my natural ear and I've got to make sure I'm, I got like, I, this is where the spiritual checkups come in. Am I listening with my natural ear? Am I really discerning with the Holy Spirit? How do I know that the Holy Spirit is living and talking and breathing and giving me what we need, right? Your heart has everything thing to do with how you hear God, right? Your heart has everything to do with it. Let me give you something for, I love y'all. Your heart has everything to do with how we hear God. Mark 4, 13 and 15. Then Jesus said to them, don't you understand this parable? And he had given them the, the parable of the soils. He said, how then will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word, word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes it away. Let me get, let me get my amplified. Let me get this to you in my amplified. This deserves the amplified. Glory to God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So he gave him the parable of the soils. I'm not going to give you all the parable of the soils. I need to give you the back part of it. If you've never read the parable of the soils, go to Mark, Mark 4, right? And then, and then this is where he goes in the, t in the interpretation of the service. He says the 13 voice, he said, then he said to him, do you not understand this parable? How will you understand and grasp the meaning of the parables? He said, the sower sows the word of God, the good news regarding the way of salvation, right? So once we hear the word of God, the sower sows the word of God. These in the first group are the ones along the road where the word is sown. Come on, Holy Spirit. But when they hear Satan immediately comes and takes away the word, which has been sown. So anytime you get a, come on Lord, anytime you get a word from the Lord or we're in this devotional or God gives you some word and then immediately that word is snatched away from you. That is Satan taking the word from you. That is Satan. Satan. That Can I tell you something? That's why sometimes when we're prophesied to, we don't see the prophecy manifest. Baby, you got a war for a prophecy. You got a war for a prophecy. You, you got a war when the God is giving you a word, when God has told you, I'm calling you to this business. When God has said to you, you're going to get married and it don't look like you're going to get married. You, you got a war for a prophecy. You got to position yourself in a place to go to war for that prophecy because the, the, the devil is not interested in you getting it right. But the condition of your heart is going to determine whether or not you're listening 
Not that you haven't heard, you heard, but are you listening? And then are you going to do right? And so, and that's what he explains. He says the sower. he says in a similar way, these in the second group are the ones on whom seed was sown on rocky ground, who, when they hear the word immediately receive it with joy. Oh, glory, glory. Thank you, Lord. Glory. Thank you, Lord. My God, glory. Thank you, my God. But it's only superficial. Oh, it's only superficial. That's all it is. It's only superficial and it has no real root in themselves. So they only endure it for a little while. My God. So if you, if you get a word from God or you get scripture or you found yourself back in the same cycles, if you find yourself back in the same position, if you find yourself going for a little bit, right? You're going for a little bit, you're going for a little bit. And then all of a sudden you just fall off and you back in the same place. It has something to do with the condition of your heart, right? Cause he goes over there when he told him, he said, a sower went to sow seed. He was sowing some seed fell by the road. The birds came up and ate it. Other seed fell on rocks where there was not too much soil. And immediately a plant sprung up some kind of offense. I've taught on this before, right? Some kind of offense and it, and it had no depth, right? Some kind of belief system sprung up something in their heart sprung up to keep them from seeing it right in church. Word of God go for glory, 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 shouting, running all over the church. And then something springs up to choke that out. Some belief system. Something comes and tells you, you can't get healed. Something comes and tells you, you can't be prosperous. Something comes and tells you that's not the truth. There's something that springs up, something that comes to choke it out. Right. And then he says, and when the sun came up, the plant was scorched because it had no root. It dried up and withered away, it had no root. It didn't take root. Right. And another seed fell on good soil as the plants grew and increased that yield a crop and produced 30, 60 and a hundred fold fold. Right. And so when we are fertile, when our hearts are fertile to hear God, then remember the laws of kingdom are sowing and reaping. Right. So when the heart, when the heart is fertile to hear God, right. And the word is planted in our heart, right? Then I am become, that's how the spirit takes over through the word of God. The word was with God. The word was in the beginning. The word is Jesus. So when I accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, right? I'm, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. I ask to receive the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is working in my life. Condition, conditions in my heart are the things that keep me from meditating on his law and day and night. So listen, he says in a similar way, the second group are the ones on whom seed was sown on rocky ground, who, when they hear the word immediately receive it with joy, but accept it on only superficially. And they have no real root in themselves. So they endure only for a little while when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, when someone challenges them be, be immediately, they are offended displeased at being associated and stumble and fall away. And then there are others on whom seed was sown among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard the word, but the worries and cares of the world, the distractions of this age with worldly pleasures and the deceitfulness and the false security or glamor of wealth or fame and the passionate desires for all the other things 
creep in and choke out the word and it becomes unfruitful, right? And so if I'm not hearing God, if I'm not hearing the word, it has to do with the fertility of my heart. It has to do with what's been sown in my heart. It has to do with what's choking out what's in my heart. Because this, listen, listen what he says. He said, this is what I love. He said, and the others whom seen was sown among the thorns. These are the ones who have heard the word. Not that you're not hearing the word, right? It's that your heart is not fertile enough to receive what God is saying. And so it may be ridiculous for you to be in faith, for somebody to be in faith for a promise that don't make sense. It may be ridiculous for you to go buy baby clothes when you ain't even pray nowhere near pregnant again yet. It may be ridiculous for you to plan a wedding and you ain't even got no man or no wife. It may be ridiculous for you to start looking and go put furniture on layaway, right? It may be ridiculous, right? Right? Because you haven't heard the word because the word is being choked out because, because the word doesn't seem like the word because you got to be able to discern the word by the spirit. And the way that I discern the word by the spirit is by hearing and those who have ears, let them hear. Well, how do I hear God through spirit? God is a spirit. We worship him in spirit and truth. So how do I hear God? How do I discern God? I discern God by the things that get in my heart, right? The real truth. So he says to them, he said, and those in the last group are the ones on whom seed was sown on the good soil and they hear the word of God, the good news regarding the way of salvation and accept it and bear fruit 30, 60, 100 times that it was sown, right? Skip to the 22nd verse. It says, for nothing is hidden except to be revealed, nor has anything thing been kept secret, but that it would come to light. That is that are hidden. Things that are hidden are only hidden temporarily until the appropriate time for them to come. So even when you're in a position and it seems like something is hidden from you, it's going to come to you in the appropriate time. You're going to get the wisdom for it in the appropriate time. You're going to come on Holy Spirit. You're going to know everything that you need to know in the appropriate time. You're, you're, God, it's not that God is not speaking. We're just not, we don't have ears to hear. Our heart is not fertile and in the position to see and move. And because, because this world loves to push us and make us think we're out of time. It don't, it don't matter if you get married at, I read an article. It doesn't matter if you get married. It was a woman, she had never been married. She got married at 51 years old and had a baby. It does not matter if you're 51. It doesn't matter if you buy the first house at 60. It does not matter if the business doesn't get started until you're, it, none of that matters. A day is like a thousand years to God. God, you got to have the wisdom, wisdom of God, right? You got to make sure your heart is fertile enough and it is your responsibility, not, not God's. It is your responsibility to deal with the issues in your heart, right? 
It's your responsibility because he has promised us in his word. If we'll wait on him, he'll do everything else. He told us in Philippians 4, 1 and 6, if you'll wait on me, I'll complete you. He told us in Isaiah 40, 31, if you wait on me, I'm going to strengthen you and I'm going to cause you to soar. If you'll wait on me, baby, if you'll wait, if you'll wait on me, if you'll trust in me, I got to deal with the issues in my heart. I got to deal with why I'm fainting. I got to de- I got to deal with why, why, why I'm, I'm every time something rises up. I got to deal with my vein. I got to deal with my deceitfulness. I got to deal with what I'm choosing to prove, pursue after. I got to deal with that. I got to deal with false security. I got to deal with the condition of my heart. I got to get in the word, whether it's painful or not, and allow the Holy Spirit to show me the condition of my heart. Because once I deal with the condition of my heart, then my heart can become fertile and it become become fruitful. And then the laws of sowing and reaping, come on, this ain't nothing but the Holy Spirit. The laws of sowing and reaping will become evident in my life. And so I've got to guard my heart, right? I'm going to leave you with that. Above all, guard my heart because it, uh, from it flows the issues of life. Above all, guard my heart. Above all, guard my heart. So how do I guard my heart, Lakeisha? I guard my heart by what I'm hearing. <laughs> I guard my heart by what I'm watching. I am guard my heart by what... I allowed to continue to replay in my head, right? I've told y'all before I had to fight anxiety, right? And so this is how I fight anxiety because I read this recently. Anytime I'm feeling anxious, I ask myself, who said that to you? Who spoke that to you? Where is this information coming from? And the minute I begin to ask questions, Man, the anxiety goes away because the anxiety ain't from God. Who who told you that? <laughs> who told you that, Lakeisha? Who said that to you? Where are you thinking? Where did that come from? And every time I do that, every time I do that, anxiety goes away because my reality and truth is nobody said it. It was the, it was the enemy trying to come for things in my heart that do not line up with the word word of God. So you got to deal, you got to deal with, you got to deal with what's going on in your heart. You got to, that's what you got to do. You got to deal with the things that's going on in your heart. You got to guard your heart because out of it flows the issues of life. So I got to put a guard on my heart. That's it. Thank you. Holy spirit in the word. That's it. Makes sense. You got to chew on that this weekend. Today was deep. Today was deep. <laughs> Today was deep. So you got to ask the Lord. I got to show you got Holy Spirit. You're going to have to help me to guard my heart. I can't let everything come in my heart. I can't get everything in my ear. I can't, I can't let worry be my thing that lead me. I can't let my emotions take over the situation, right? I got to know what's getting in my heart. Hate's been getting in my heart, right? All these things, all these deceitful things, and it's choking out my promises and it's choking out the word. And the issue of the whole time has not been me that I can't hear God. The issue has been there are some things in my heart that's been choking out or keeping me from receiving the word is true. So I'm going to have to be a big girl and put a guard over my heart. When he give us stuff like this, I'd be like, Jesus, <laughs> deal with me, Lord. Let me deal. 
Let me deal with the issues and the things in my heart that do not line up with your word. And you got to give him permission for this. The Holy Spirit is not a bully. So chew on this today. Chew, chew on this. Oh, let me do our wisdom. Let me do our wisdom. Let me take our wisdom. Let me give us our wisdom for the day so we can go. My God, here's our la here's our meditation for today. This is day wise five for wisdom. Um, I thank you, Lord God, that we are the wisest, the wisest people in the world because our wisdom comes from you. I thank you. We have wisdom for our purpose. We have wisdom for our relationships. We have wisdom for how you want us to govern our lives. We have wisdom in our finances. We have wisdom in our marriage. We have wisdom for how we raise our children. I thank you. We have wisdom for everything. We are not lacking wisdom because you don't lack wisdom and you promise to liberally supply us. Thank you, Lord. You are a wise God and we are, we are your children and we are wise. Thank you for the wisdom that can only come from above. Here is our scripture for today. It's Proverbs two and six for the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding, period. The Lord gives wisdom. He gives wisdom. From it come knowledge and understanding. Lord, we need your wisdom in everything that we do today. Can I do one more thing? If, two more things. If you've never received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, can you make the decision today? The spirit of heaviness, that thing that's been overwhelming and consume you, you're going to have to deal with that with Jesus. Jesus is what's going to properly prepare your heart. The minute that you acknowledge you're a sinner, the minute you say, you know what? I'm a sinner and I'm in need of a savior. And Jesus, I need you to come in my heart and take this thing over. The minute that you do that, the minute that you do that, Jesus is going to do it. God will no way cast you out, right? If you've been in a backslid, say, you know where you've been with God. If you know you've been teeter tottering back and forth, backsliding, go on and repent. Father God, please forgive me for backside. Please forgive me for not being, um, letting my heart be fertile. Please forgive me for grieving the Holy Spirit. Just do that. And you know, if you begin to do that, God's going to do what he's going to forgive you. And that's all you got to do. It's not more complicated than the enemy has been doing. And then I'm going to ask you one more favor. If this ministry has been a blessing to you, will you consider partnering with us? You can go onto the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. And you can make a donation or a contribution there, or you can sign up to be a monthly partner, or you can go over to Cash App, dollar sign, LMJ Ministry, and just let the Lord speak to you. If the Lord speaks to you and say, you know what, I want you to start partnering and so on in this ministry, will you consider doing that? Will you do that? Yeah. Will you do that? Will you just ask God? Don't, don't quench it out. Just be like, Lord, what do you want me to do? And if he speaks to you, so if he speaks to you, give, if he speaks to you, partner, can I tell y'all something? I look forward to these moments. I love you. You are not delayed. God is with you. I want you to chew on this. This weekend, before we come back on Monday, ask God to prepare your heart. Ask God to deal with your heart. Ask God to show you the things in your heart that are keeping you from receiving the word and hearing them. God longs for you to hear him. He is not going to leave you. I gave you the scripture. He is not going to leave you without wisdom. You ought to chew on Isaiah today, right? Chew on it. Isaiah 48 and 17. He said he would teach me how to prosper, profit, and show me the way that I should go. Lord, teach me how to prosper, prosper and profit and show me the way I go. Don't let me be in any relationship that is not the relationships you will have me be in. I love you so much. We'll be back here 
Monday morning, 5 a.m. Pay attention. Saturday and Sunday, we're still going to be praying for wisdom. I'm going to drop some stuff. Back here. Back here. Monday morning, 5 a.m. Love y'all so much. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.